Money, Riches, and Wealth is sponsored by the Financial Consulate. Say you don't need no diamond rings and I'll be satisfied. Tell me that you want the kind of things the money just can't buy. I don't care too much for money. Money can buy me in This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for Money, Riches, and Wealth. Here's your host, Drew Tignanelli. This is Drew Tignanelli here with Money, Riches, and Wealth. And tonight we have Michael P. with us again. Michael, how are uh, you? I know you're hoping for a new one, but maybe next week. No, I'm I doing great. I hope for a new one. I hope for whoever's here. You know, Chris I, O'Shea, I believe, will be here next week. Christopho O'Shea. Well, that would be great to have him. We're on an open show tonight, Mickey, so that means... Our listeners are the guests. They get to call in and ask any questions they want to, any any topic about personal finance. Maybe it's about auto and home insurance. You know, maybe uh, they're, you know, they don't realize. A lot of people don't realize that if you have auto and home insurance and you've been with them for a long, long time, you think that that's a benefit. And you are mistaken greatly. You need to make sure that you shop and that you uh, make sure that you have a good company that's providing you uh, good service and good rates uh, because rates are going up. And uh, and a lot of times you're underinsured. I don't can't tell you how many times I see that, Mike. A client mm-hmm. comes in to do a financial physical with us, and I'd say almost 90% of the time we have to correct auto ins- and uh, home insurance mistakes on their policies uh, and sometimes going and quoting with another agent will help you to understand what uh, lacks of coverage that you have. And there are plenty of other companies out there, especially if you have the big three. Um, you know, if you have the big three, you're probably making a major mistake uh, uh, carrying them for the long term for you. Anyway, it's an open show. You can call and ask about anything you want to. 410 if you want to call and direct the conversation tonight in a topic that's important to you. Um, But we have a very important topic that we want to address to uh, some of our uh, listeners. Let's say you have a company who offers a pension plan, and when you retire, you can take that pension in a lump sum distribution. Now, I know Exelon does that. I know Verizon does that. I know Becton Dickinson does that. I know McCormick, a portion of McCormick's does that. Um, But you can take a lump sum pension. You know who you are. You know whether when you retire, you can take a lump sum pension or not. Now, listen to me. This is very, very important. Is that in December, on December 1st of this year, they're going to change the interest rates that calculates that lump sum, which means that when the interest rates go down your lump sum goes up when interest rates go up your in, your lump sum goes down well guess what happened over the last six months or so interest rates have gone up tremendously they've gone up more uh historically than any time in i think it's like the last 50 or 70 years i think in a single year and so Lump sum pensions, if you were ex- expecting that, you know, I'm going to retire next year, you know, when I retire next year, my lump sum, I looked it up a few months ago and I'm getting, you know, three hundred or $600,000, it's going to be deflated by 15, 20% possibly. Uh, we've seen uh, easily 20% or more 
a deflation. On Why is that? Well, it's because the higher the interest rate, the lower the present value of the asset. I mean, just think about it. What it's what it's designed to do, Mike, is it's designed. The lump sum is designed to duplicate what the monthly pension would be. So let's say you get two thousand dollars a month. Well, if I'm I'm investing uh, a lump sum of money at one percent, it's going to take a lot of money to duplicate that two thousand a month. But if I'm investing at five percent. It's not going to take that much to uh, duplicate that 2000 a month. So the higher the interest rate, the more income we have. You have a caller online. We do. Go for it. All right. Bert and Timonium, how can we help? Thanks. Um, getting 72, work, wife works, I work, she's a nurse, and I both work, she's 70. She has about, in her uh, work 401, about 600000 and I have combined assets and 401 about eight or nine. Even with the, it's gone down obviously because of you know the, with the stock market's gone down some. Sure. Anyway, my my question is uh, at this point, we have a she has an index funds mostly, and I have like a blend through T row price, and uh, there are about probably about a forty percent bonds in the equities and then blend of funds, target funds. Uh, at this point, uh, we don't have to take it out. We're not quitting for another year or two. Would you? I know you always say don't put money, you know, don't have money in the bonds and all that because of the interest rates now going up. It's tearing those up as well as the stocks. But is there anything else that, other than just ride this thing out that you think we could do? It's a little late to get out of bonds because we're, you know, we're already in right. it for a long you time. You don't want to get out of bonds now because bonds are yielding real interest rates right now. They're yielding four, five, six, seven percent. So the bond funds five that bond have funds. Yeah, the Not bond funds that yeah. you've owned had were yielding only two, three percent at the very most a few months right. ago. They're now up to five, six, seven percent. So they're the last things you want to get out of right now. But I will tell you this that if you do have a bond market revival, which is going to happen, that's right. when everyone has to really seriously think what's my long term bond strategy? So that's the first thing you need to think about. The stock market, as long as you're well diversified, like it sounds like you are, you just need to ride this thing out. But when you get that stock market revival, you have to rethink, what is my long-term asset allocation as we go through this next phase? But let me ask you a quick question, Bert, before I have to go. Do you have sure, any IRA? Do you have any IRA money? Yes. I've got two or three personal IRAs, and I've got four beneficiary IRAs that I've been having to take money out for probably 10 or 12 years. They were from my parents before they were deceased. So, But I'm talking about money that's just part. in your name, IRA that's money what? that's just in your I, name, not inherited, just uh, IRA no, I account. have IRAs in my own money. I, yes, I do. Okay, now you're 72, so this year you have to take a required minimum from those IRAs, right? That's my understanding, right? But not from the work 401, but the yeah. IRAs I have. But to. you know, you could have rolled those IRAs into your work 401k and not had to take any required minimum distributions. You might want to do that before the end of this year if you if you intend to continue to work until 24, 25, 26, something like that. Right. I would definitely be rolling those IRAs into my company 401k so I don't so have I to can, pay tax. And I'll get off real quick after this question. So what I can do is my own personal IRAs, not the beneficiary ones, which there's no, I can't touch those, but bring that into my work 401? Yep, you should be able to. Now the company can say no. But okay. normally they do, and you should definitely really do it if they say yes. About the minimum required distributions from yep. either, you know, from all that. Yep. 
That's something you should do. And, and unless you're very charitably inclined, then you can give your RMDs to charity, and that would be a wise thing huh. to do. All right? Okay, I wish I could do more with you on show. that. Yep, call us at the office. Thank All right, you. thank you. Take care. Bye. All right, this is an open show, 410-922-6680. We'll be right back with more Money, Riches, and Wealth. This is Drew Tignanelli, host of Money, Riches, and Wealth, Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., doing what a personal financial advisor should do. Is your personal financial advisor your tax expert? Is your financial advisor able to guide your estate plan? Is your financial advisor able to help with college planning, retirement planning, mortgages, Medicare, Social Security, company benefits, or as a comprehensive advisor to business owners? Is your financial advisor independent from brokerage firms or insurance companies? Is your financial advisor unable to take commissions or referral fees in direct conflict of their professional relationship with you? Is your advisor a fiduciary working in your best interest? Despite the commissions and fees you pay, you're unable to answer one question, yes. Do our financial physical and experience the difference. We are so confident that the financial physical is unconditionally guaranteed. To learn more, call 410-823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE, or financialphysical.com. Now back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. And we're back, Money, Riches, and Wealth. We're on an open show tonight here with Michael P. McCarthy. And if you want to get online, 410-922-6680, 410-922-6680. You got someone online, right, Mike? I do, but I, this music, I was really waking up there. I didn't even hear it. I'm you know, <laughs> thinking Anita's All right. losing it on the music thing. No, she know. is not. All right, Robert and Towson, how can we help? Yeah, I'm driving to that music, baby, you know. Yeah, see? It's I can't the... even ask the question. Uh, you know, okay. Um, um, turning 72, got to do the RMDs, almost feel like the last caller. My question's different, though. Um, now, I've got a bunch of different retirement accounts that are going to have to pull RMDs from. And I know the basics, you got to have a total, and then there's a 3.65, whatever you got to take out of the total. Don't make a mistake, or you pay 50% penalty. Okay. Now, is there any kind of a formal, uh, I don't know, IRS number form or something that I'm supposed to be getting from these different uh, account holders documenting what my FMV is and therefore either telling me what the RMV is? The, the, uh, the custodians will. The calculation. The is custodians there, is, is there normally. Are you listening? The custodians normally are going to do the RMD calculation for you and tell you what they believe your RMD is for the year. And it's up to you to, you know, figure out if you believe they're correct or not. But they will tell you what they believe your RMD is going to be for the year. Now, are, are your retirement accounts, are they all IRAs or are they different types of accounts? Uh, they're, ba yeah, no, they're, IRA, they're IRAs. Yeah. Every yeah. single one is an IRA. You don't have any old 401ks, 403bs or anything like that, right? Uh, I do have a 403b. It's a small, very small portion of the total. Very okay. Small. So that one 403b, you have to take the RMD just from that 403b. All the rest of the IRAs, you can figure up one number and take it any way you want from any one or a combination of those IRAs. Uh, okay. Very That's important. I mean, it's good to know. Thank you. Did not know. Um, 
Second thing is I am going to do some QCDs, um, and I'm a little confused how to approach that. I've, I've done direct contributions before this retirement phase where I had to have, like, the, uh, the uh, DTC right. number and the account number of the charity. No, 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 no. Yes. The QCD do is I very easy. Very easy, Mike. Here's how it works. Robert. Number one, you, Robert, I'm sorry. <laughs> Robert, you cannot do a QCD from the 403B, so don't, don't do it from that. Any IRA, you can do a QCD. Have them write a check to the charities of your choice. Have the check sent to you. Don't send it to the charity. Send it to you. Written to the charity. Written to the charity. And then you give it to the charities of choice and get a receipt. Okay? Now, here comes the next part. This is very important on QCDs. When you, when you do that, at the end of the year, they're going to merely send you a 1099-R and say, uh, Robert took $10,000 from all his IRAs. That's it. And ten thousand dollars is taxable. That's all the chair. That's all the custodian's going to say. They're not going to make any reference to the fact that you took checks directly payable to the charity. So it's up to you to tell your accountant or yourself, if you are your accountant, self, I gave that money to charity. So instead of ten thousand, I gave three thousand to charity. So three thousand is a QCD. Only tax seven thousand of it, and a little. Yeah letters come into your tax return under your IRA distribution says QCD so it'll say 10,000 on the left and on the right where the taxable income is it'll say 7,000 with the letters QCD in between Uh, so the information to bring to the accountant when it's time to do the taxes will have simply from the uh, from the retirement accounts it will simply have the large amount, whatever it is that I... The total. You withdraw, yeah. So that's where I'm going to give the accountant. And then and, it's up to you I, to then, say... Uh, okay, <clears throat> then he'll know, I guess. Uh, then you have to say to him, okay, now listen, Joe, I gave 5000 to my church, 2000 to this, 1000 to that. They all came directly from the IRA. They're QCDs. You treat them that way, and he'll treat them that way. Um, okay, so that's the way when the charity makes the check out to well, um, when the account makes the check out to the charity and mails it to me. Now, if uh, I have an advisor who I think is, and never mind why, I think he's going to want to say, why don't you just have our account send the money directly to the charity? And I, I'm well, let me explain why not. I'm happy with your approach, but what if he? Well, let me let me explain to- why not. Okay, it is critical that you get a receipt from that charity, because if the IRS questions you and you do not have a receipt, they will deny the deduction, even if you can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that you gave it to the charity. And by giving that check to them directly, you can say to them, and by the way, make sure I get a receipt here. And we we never send the check to the charity unless we absolutely have no choice but to do it. So sometimes the charities will kind of flub up and they won't send the receipt to the well, because, actual person? Yeah, because they think get about it. If Charles Schwab and Company is your custodian and they send a check to St. Jude's Church, St. Jude's Church gets a check made out to from Charles Schwab and Company for $3,000 as a QCD for the benefit of Robert in Towson, 
<laughs> you're saying Jesus is going to say, we have no idea who Robert and Towson is. We don't have any address for him. We don't have any information on him. We can't send him a charitable receipt. Wow. Uh, you know, you want to make sure they know who Robert is and Robert gets a receipt before he files his income tax return. Wow. So so, so the, uh, the Schwab or whoever, they won't give necessary i can't assume i cannot assume that schwab or whoever it is not will will be giving the charity the proper information to send me the thank you letter right i cannot assume that the you should not you should definitely not that's why you get the check to yourself and you make sure that any charity you give money to they know I've got to give Robert a receipt because he's requesting it. Absolutely. That's why we do it that way. Get the checks, Air Air Express to you, and then give them personally to each charity. Very important. And tell your accountant at the end of the year. I'm out of time for this uh, this partial, but it's a great question. Thank you, Robert. Thanks for asking it, Robert. Take care. 410-922-6680. We'll be right back with more Money, Riches, and Wealth. back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. All right, we're back. Money, Riches, and Wealth. We're on an open show, and uh, that means that you, the caller, you, the caller, the listener, get to direct the conversation, 410-922-6680, if you want to call in. And there is nobody online. You know, Mike, there is nobody online. We had two great calls. Yes, we, we answered did. two great questions. But, you know, it'd be nice to answer a few more questions for a few more people. If you want to call in, 410-922-6680. If you want to call in and ask a question, 410-922-6680. Call in and direct the conversation in the way you want it to go. Again, we want to point out that uh, pension plans, if you get an option for a lump sum distribution, you're planning to retire within the next 12 months, let's say, and your company offers a lump sum distribution from your pension plan, and you've been thinking that it's going to be X dollars, uh, on December 1, they change that interest rate. And when they change that interest rate, that lump sum is going to come down. And next year, you could actually get less money than you were expecting this year. And you may want to, you know, actually consider it's going to, we've had clients that are considering accelerating their retirement because of this phenomena where interest rates are going to rise on the lump sum pension and so forth. Now, so, that's not the only uh, you know, feature to, not to the look only at, criteria, but it's, a, right. it's definitely a good reason to talk to somebody about, hey, what's my plan? How does it work? What works better? Yeah. And, and you know, the thing that amazes me is that, like our last caller, Robert, you, you know, you don't want to work with an advisor that doesn't understand the QCD laws and all the ways that it works with. You don't want to work with an advisor that doesn't understand these lump sum laws and how they operate and, and you know, and so forth. You need to have a professional advisor. You need to have a doctor of finances, personal finances, we call them. Somebody who can talk about Medicare with you, Social Security with you, income taxes with you, all kinds of pension laws, estate laws, anything that deals with your personal finances they can help you with. That's what a professional advisor is supposed to do. And the amazing thing is, is that the fees you pay to somebody, quote unquote, that's your advisor, 
and the fees you would pay for what we call a doctor of personal finance is basically the same thing, if not lesser, in many situations. Mike, you got somebody online. I do. Let's go right to... Oh, we have technical difficulties that we're dealing with at the uh, station. Another thing that, uh, Drew, we were going to talk about is we've been talking about I-bonds for a while, and this Friday, the I-bonds will reprice going forward, right? We're going to go from 9.6 down to something less than that, but it's still a pretty good if deal. if you buy it before what day? Friday. If you buy it before Friday, you can still get the 9.6% for the last six months and uh, but well for the last down, month if you've last month but now it goes down to six point like five percent or something of that that's sort. what it's projected to be still still very good rate of, re- of interest of course right yeah absolutely we're on an open show if you want to call in 410-922-6680 410-922-6680 is the way to go all, all right, right let's try to go to ed in the eastern shore ed how can we help hi guys i had a question i was listening a month or so ago and i Somebody called in and was asking the question if investing in defense contractors was a good idea. And along those lines, it made me think policies we're seeing now on a federal level and, and state level with this, all this new Green Deal stuff. Do you have any investment advice in that sense? And is there a good company or policy or you know product that you might invest in? Sort of can't if you can't beat them, join them. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. I understand what you're saying. Um, you know, it's it's a difficult question that you're asking because, you know, like, um, you know, the markets markets have already thought this stuff out. You know, six months a year ago. So, you yeah. Know, so let me just jump in there just to give a number. Northrop Grumman traded for three hundred dollars in uh, beginning of December end of this end of twenty twenty. It's now at five thirty at an all-time high. So that's kind of, ship's already kind of sailed. Yeah, you know, and so a lot of times that happens with uh, the renewable energy. When Biden got elected, they all thought, you know, this guy's going to try to do everything he can with climate change, you know, and so forth. Now, I will say that the electric vehicle stocks uh, have been battered pretty hard this year. And uh, I'm I'm a firm believer that everybody within you know a number of years not everybody but the majority of people buying new cars are going to buy electric vehicles it only makes sense uh, you know you you and i i can't imagine many people would say yeah i love going to a gas station i love their coffee and that's why i love going to a gas station if i could go home and plug my damn car in every night Darn. i would definitely do it you know i don't ever want to go to a gas station again but the problem is, is that the charging stations just aren't there and so forth. Uh, but that's that's changing rapidly. And I hear in California, you can't drive two, 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 uh, 200 yards without seeing a new charging station, you know, and so forth. So it's changing and people are going to be buying electric vehicles predominantly. And I think uh, a lot of the electric vehicle makers could be a very good buy. But I, I can't tell you that for sure. I'm just saying that it's an interesting concept now. All right. Yeah, I'm not convinced on electric cars yet until they improve the ranges and battery technologies and stuff. But the I guess ranges, the range be right. is much better than it's been in the past, and there is new battery technology that's already coming forth. So be prepared. You're going to yeah. see a dramatic shift, but you buy the electric vehicle car makers when they're down not when everybody has better batteries and so forth, okay? That's my right. point. 
you got to understand that's the way you invest in the market not when everything makes sense and it says okay this is the time your market stocks are going to already reflect that so assume they're going to fix these problems and buy them now don't buy them after everything you think is fixed all right right so on on and just sorry i'm not i don't want to take too much time but just to follow up is now a time and is there a a battery company that you know of or producer that would be well the battery companies i'm not i'm not sure about but the electric vehicle companies uh there there are plenty of them out there that ford. are ford ford well you know had a bad like, earnings call today got kind of beat up i think uh rivian is an interesting company rivian has a lot of cash to survive in the next few years i don't know if it will survive but it's a very well-run company a very smart guy is running it He's got a lot of cash to support himself. He might run out of cash in the future, but his stock is already down like 85% from its all-time high. Um, you know, so, you know, just look at the look at the electric vehicle stocks and uh, assume those problems are going to be hurdled in the future. And I, I feel confident of that. All right? Yeah, I feel like the batteries would be the thing to be investing in right now. Yeah, well, you got Quantum Scope out there that's an interesting company Bill Gates involved in. They're doing the solid-state batteries, which has a lot of promise for the future. But I don't, uh, you know, I'm not going to bet on that technology because I have no idea. I'm not, I'm not expert enough on what battery technology is going to win out in the long run. Panasonic, if you want to go the simple route, Panasonic is the major supplier of the uh, lithium batteries in the world right now. But... That you know, I'm not saying that that's a great, great opportunity either. So, all right, I wish I Thanks could give you much. more. Oh, that sounds good. Thank you. All right, all thanks, right. Ed. Well, we are still on an open show. We've got one caller that we're going to get to right after the break. So, Richard, if you're listening, uh, give us just a little bit after this break, and we'll, well come back me, to you. Let me just say something to yeah. what was his name? The Ed. last caller, Ed. Ed. Ed, you know, one stock that I did buy, you know, or I, you know, I considered with a client is BYD out of Hong Kong. That's an interesting company that a lot of people ought to consider. BYD, um, they're down a lot from their high, and Warren Buffett's been a big investor in it. Um, fascinating company. You, you, should, um, you should look at it. BYD. Anyway. Well, we'll be right back with more Money, Riches, and Wealth. This is Drew Tignanelli, host of Money, Riches, and Wealth, Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., doing what a personal financial advisor should do. Is your personal financial advisor your tax expert? Is your financial advisor able to guide your estate plan? Is your financial advisor able to help with college planning, retirement planning, mortgages, Medicare, Social Security, company benefits, or as a comprehensive advisor to business owners? Is your financial advisor independent from brokerage firms or insurance companies? Is your financial advisor unable to take commissions or referral fees in direct conflict of their professional relationship with you? Is your advisor a fiduciary working in your best interest? Despite the commissions and fees you pay, you're unable to answer one question, yes. Do our financial physical and experience the difference. We are so confident that the financial physical is unconditionally guaranteed. To learn more, call 410-823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE, or financialphysical.com. Now back to 
for more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. And we're back. Money, Riches, and Wealth. We're on an open show, but Mikey's got some callers online. We do. And, uh, so let's go to him, Mike. Richard, we appreciate you waiting. How can we help? Thank you. Uh, good evening, Mr. Tignanelli and Mr. McCartney. Good My evening. My question relates to saving costs on health care. And I'm currently on with Medigap. Uh, a few years back before you start promoting G, I switched from F to G. Nevertheless, okay. at times in calling other companies and looking just as recently as the other day, like Humana, I was questioning how to go from F to G. They want to underwrite you. Now, if you have F to begin with, there's no difference in coverage for Plan G except for coverage for Part B, Medicare deductible. Why do they ask for underwriting going from F to G? That's my first question. So you're talking, you're going, you're talking about you're with one company and you want to just switch from that same company's F plan to the G plan, and they want to do medical underwriting, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so the answer to that question is that because they're going to make a lot more money making you stay in F than if they let you switch to G. That's the answer to the question. And let me tell you something, Richard, and I want everybody to hear this, that AARP really irritates the living heck out of me. Mike knows this. I, I've been I've been pounding on ARRP for years, but they claim they're the the great, you know, savior of the seniors. And yes, when indeed. they when they switch from their F plan to G plan, in order for their their uh, constituents, their members to get out of the F plan and go to G, they have to do medical underwriting. To me, if AARP was sincere they would have let every single F member switch to G without any medical underwriting when the government shut that plan down. Because if you're in F, if you're in F, and that and that pull, that risk pull is getting smaller now because less people can be in it, those plan yep. prices are going to skyrocket. And you have to be yep. concerned about that. And I am. And I, I understand what you're saying, and thank you for that. The next question is relates to health uh, not to just myself, but for any veteran, if you're under, if you're able to have VA health care, uh, why why should we carry Medigaps? Would it be worth having getting some type of Medicare Advantage plan to support that, or just not to worry about Medicare plans at all and just deal with the VA? Um, you know, that's a great question. You know, and it's everybody's personal choice. Uh, yes, absolutely, a Medicare Advantage plan when you know you can go to the VA and get help anyway. I think could be a very good uh, alternative. I'm assuming you're strictly a honorably discharged veteran and not a retired veteran. Uh, I'm not retired, uh, honorable discharge. Yeah. So you have the right to go into the VA. Were you in active duty at any time? Oh, yes. I mean, in active duty. Were you in During Vietnam? During the Oh, yeah, yes, sir, I was. Active you were in duty. Vietnam. Oh, it wasn't in Vietnam, Vietnam era. Okay, you were in the Vietnam era. But did you ever go into a battle zone? Did you ever go into an active military zone? No, not, not so, into a battle zone, no. Yeah, well, that makes a difference because there's different levels of VA that you can get if you were actually in, like Vietnam, as opposed to you were in South Korea or in the United States during the Vietnam era. So oh, that yes. makes a they, difference. They, they call those, uh, sir, 
they call those groups, and I'm uh, they put me in group eight right now. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. So the answer to your question is Medicare Advantage could be a good plan if you already have the VA option. i got to run to my next caller before I run out of time here. Well, sorry. But I didn't mean great. to take up so much time. No, Thank you, you, you I, I really, that was a great question. Yeah, absolutely. You Thank you so in, much. Richard. All right, we'll go right to Mike in Baltimore. Mike, how, how can we help? Uh, yes, thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm having a problem with a boundary dispute, and I do not know if home title insurance would help me, and I don't even know yes, absolutely. if I have home title insurance. Would that help you me? You absolutely probably, you more than likely have home title insurance. Go back to your settlement company, your settlement package that you got, find out who your title insurance company was. But if you have a boundary dispute, that's what title insurance does. They absolutely will protect you and defend you in your boundary dispute and, and, if there is property actually taken from you, they will give you financial compensation for it. Well, that, that's the whole problem. I had a divorce, and I got this property um, switched over about 25 years ago, and I called it the old company. It no longer exists, or it's under a different name. So I'm wondering if I could, how I can find that, or can I get new home title insurance? Well, you can't get it new, and if you got it new, it won't cover a boundary dispute you're already in. You have to get the coverage that you originally had. Um, do you have any? How you can have, I find that? Well, what I would do, do you know the company that was originally the title insurance was with? Well, I, yeah, I got it written down, but I've been calling around, and nobody has ever heard of it. Have you called the, the Maryland Insurance Commissioner? No. Well, you should call the Maryland Insurance Commissioner and say, uh, I have title insurance on my property from 1992, whatever, with XYZ Company. I can't seem to find them. Can you tell me how I can contact any successor companies that took them over, or did they go out of business, or whatever the case may be? You have their number? While we're uh, when we talk to the next caller, we can I'll look that up and we'll announce it before the end. Okay. All right, Mike. All right, I appreciate that. All right, All right thanks, buddy. Mike. Great Take question. Care. And without further ado, we'll go right to Madi in Baltimore. Madi, how can we help? Yeah, you guys were talking a little while ago about getting someone with a doctor in finance. Right. How do you go about finding someone? Or how do you go about getting a doctor in finance? You talk about a PhD, and you talk about something else. No, I'm just talking about financial advisors that are independent, credentialed, experienced, work as a fiduciary at all times. Don't take commissions. Don't take referral fees. That's what I consider to be a doctor of personal finance. The only way that I know you can be sure to find that is going to the National Association. A personal financial advisor's website. That's an acronym. National is NAPFA. Personal financial advisors. Got it. NAPFA is the acronym. N A P F A. And if you look on there, search financial advisors. Uh, the people that are what I would consider to be true doctors of personal finance. Everyone in that association must be credentialed, must be experienced, must be fee only, must be a fiduciary. 
and must be independent of any commission-taking companies. Okay, I was more interested in how to become one of them, but I'll go to them and find. Well, out. they, they can they can help you. They can yeah. help you become one. Also, they can tell you, you know, how to work with a company that does it and how to become one yourself. Well, and, the, and pursue the CFP designation. Right. Well, that's a that's a first step, but. Appreciate All right. Thanks for taking the call. All, All right. Thanks All right. so much. Take care. So, Mike right, in Baltimore, I've got a one eight hundred four nine two six one one six. Give it again, Mike. I'm making. Hold on. Give me a second. I'm making sure I got the right number. Never mind. Give me a second. You talk for a second, Drew. Oh, no, here we go. No, that's. I get a two with you. <laughs> I realized in the last second it was the phone number for if there's a problem with their website. <laughs> anyway, we're here on we were on an no, open it, show, but it ahead. is. It's four one zero eight zero zero four nine two six one one six one eight hundred four nine two six one one six. That's the Maryland Insurance Administration, and um, tell them that you know the problem you're having and. See if the commissioner can help you. Yep. They have a consumer affairs department that they'll help you figure out where the title insurance company is, what happened to them, and so forth. So I'm sure they'll be able to figure that out. Anyway, Mike, we're coming to the end of this open show. Um, I-bonds, you better buy it before Friday if you want to get the big interest rate uh, next uh, next week. For the month. The next month they're going down to 6.5% is what the estimate is. Uh, so, you know, that's something to consider. And uh, if you've got a lump sum pension, you better uh, consider taking it before December of 2022 uh, or else you're going to be shocked at how much less it's going to be after the interest rates that they calculate that lump sum based on is going to be. And November anyway. is right around the corner, and this is the time to do your tax planning for this year and next. Yep. And if you're taking your RMD, do QCDs and Roth conversions or something you should seriously be considering right now. Anyway, Mike, we're out of time. This is Drew Tignanelli saying God bless. Things are gonna be much better